Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and be sure and fill out the listener survey, survey.greatdetectives.net. Well, today's program is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners. Thank you so much for all of your support. And uh, it's time now for today's episode of Barry Craig. This one's called Dead Bull in a China Shop. Barry Craig speaking. You're a confidential investigator, and if you're smart, you put yourself on a schedule. You get to the office at nine and get out of it at five. You lose your dinner and spend the rest of the evening with a book you hope is good. That is, if you're smart. If you're me, you get restless, and around midnight, you drop in at Willie's wife. You find Willie morosely staring at his coffee urn, small but not underprivileged brunette, with her head at the far end of the counter, sobbing. For a wild moment, you think that maybe Willie has wronged our little Nell. You then dismiss such happy fancies. You try to ignore the brunette who keeps right on sobbing, and you make a brilliant opening remark. What's new, Willie? Huh? Well, all right. How want a hamburger? Not new. Think I should take a chance on one? You got the pendants? No. I'll make you a hamburger. Thanks. Hey, better have a cup of coffee first. Why? Deaden your stomach nice. I've tasted your hamburgers before. Well, I ain't improved since then. Willie. Huh? I know she didn't come at the place. I've never seen her here before. She's pretty, but does she have to make that noise? Uh, she is suffering from grief. She had the blue plate dinner here? According to what she tells me, she had a great loss. What did she lose? A bull fiddle. A what? A bull fiddle. You know, them floated violins. I know. Uh, she plays a double bass. What's that? A Carnegie Hall for a bull fiddle. Oh, yeah, yeah, except uh, nobody plays on a bull fiddle that she ain't got. It would be harder anyway. Come to think of it, losing one of those things is a little like misplacing the Empire State Building. It was swiped off her. Hey, here's your hammer. Thanks. Uh, Mr. Craig, uh, maybe you can help Susie. Uh, she don't find a bull fiddle, she's liable to be out of weight. She is accustomed to eating, so I do not think this will be good for her. Uh, Susie, come here. Huh? Uh, I want you to meet Mr. Craig. Oh. Hi, Mr. Craig. Hello, Susie. Mr. Craig ain't only a friend of mine, Susie. He's also a confidential investigator. Hey, you ought to tell him your trouble. I only got one trouble. You lost your double bass. Uh-huh. Only the kind of music I play is the bull fiddle. Where did you lose it? At the club, the 4920 club. You're a part of the band that plays the club? Uh-uh. I take solos. The customers like it because I'm so small and the bull fiddle's so big. And besides, I'm cheaper than the band, so they like it. Uh, bull fiddle isn't the kind of a thing a man could slip into his coat pocket. Uh, there can't be many things harder to steal. Whoever stole mine didn't worry about that. Well, when did you miss it? An hour ago. 
I got my number, went out for a walk, and when I got back... No bull fiddle? No bull fiddle. Well, there must have been people around. Well, the who... club closed early tonight. There wasn't anybody around when I got back except Brinker. Brinker? Who's Brinker? Well, he's almost as big as you are, but not so cute. Well, I'd have trouble recognizing him from that. Well, uh, he's sort of a caretaker club bouncer, you know? I don't. Uh, I'm afraid I may find out, though. All right, Susie, let's go over to the club. Maybe I'll be able to come up with something that might help. Gosh. Thanks, Mr. Gray. Hey, wait a minute, Tom. Closing up anyways, I'll tag along. Why? Oh, uh, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I would like to meet a character who goes around swiping bull fiddles. I would also like to warn him to lay off the Brooklyn Bridge. It's passing down. Willie closed up, then the three of us piled into my car, and we took off. And eventually, we arrived at the club. And it, the club is done. Well, I got a key to the stage door. It's just down the alley here. Mr. Craig, why would anybody want to steal my boat, Phil? I don't know. There's a truck parked outside the stage door. Hey, it's coming straight down the alley. It is! Susie, Willie, get up against the building. Let now. Okay. You all right? Hey. I guess so. We're so close, though. That truck didn't care much whether it ran us down or not. Back of it was open and... Susie, you had a case with a bull fiddle? Uh-huh. It was on the truck. Oh? With a fiddle in it. Hey, we ought to be chasing it or something. Had too big a jump on us. I got the license number, though. 4X354. Maybe it'll come in handy later on. Right now, uh, let's get into the club. We're gonna lock the stage door after the bull is stolen, huh? Another one like that, and I'll see to it you're forced to eat from your own lunch wagon. Nobody could be that cruel. Well, it's open. They had no chance to lock it. Just a work light on over the dance floor. Uh, Mr. Craig. Yeah. One large man lying down. That's... That's Brinker. Well, he's alive. He was slugged. Passed out, but I don't think there's any permanent damage. Hey, Mr. Craig. Yeah? Over here at the edge of the floor. On my way. Hmm. Pretty. Well, that, that's my bull fiddle. It was a double bass, all right. Whoever had left it here had popped it up against the ringside table. Bull fiddle isn't a thing of beauty, usually though I don't mind looking at one. This one I didn't like to look at. Uh, think about it. That's yours, Susie? Yes, it is. The last time you saw it, uh, was it out here on the floor? Oh, no, it was back the little bandstand down there. It was brought out only when I did my number, and then it was... Is taken... there a phone in the place? In the office, why? This may surprise you. The reason why I want a phone is to make phone calls. We're surprised. But, uh, what are you going to call about? Susie's got her fiddle back. Sure. She hasn't got the case, though. Is that something to get excited about? A bull fiddle case? I don't know. I hope not. You're worried about something, aren't you? Lead me to the phone, Susie. I want to find a truck. 
Maybe it was the empty club. Shadows huddling in the unlit corners. Floor pale and shining in the silence that did the job on my nerves. Whatever it was, they were jumping. Lieutenant Rogers, homicide. Trav, this is Barry. Things are quiet down here at homicide, Barry. Do you have to finish this call? Now stop playing with your five beta kappa key. I want to know who owns a truck. License number 4X354. What does the truck do? Run you over? It came close. 4X354. Hang on. If I can wake anybody up over in motor vehicles, I'll have it for you in a couple of minutes. Thanks, Trev. I hung on. Barry? Yes? Name's Christopher Malone. Residence address 74 East Lake. Garage at 12 River. That's what I wanted. You got it. Barry? Yeah? Need a hand? I don't think so, Trav. All I've got so far is a sort of hunch. Probably want me to think. Go on back to that bridge game. No one in the department plays bridge while on duty. They play pinochle. So long, Barry. So long. Come on, Susie. Let's go back and see if Breaker has come too. What's wrong with you, Mr. Brinker? I got a headache. In both heads? But this here ain't my head. This here's a lump on my head. Are uh, you a Brinker? Well, what happened? I was straightening up the place, and all of a sudden, I feel somebody breathing down the back of my neck, so I says, stop breathing down the back of my neck. So he stops breathing down the back of my neck, and he hits me on the head. I shouldn't have told him to stop breathing down the back of my neck. Maybe not. Did you see what it was? I didn't see nothing to nobody. Too bad. Well, Susie, I'll take you home. Uh, Will, are you coming along? Sure. Brinker, can you lock it up somewhere? Yeah, sure. One of the back rooms. Fine. Let's go. Well, it's all mixed up. Someone stole your feathers. Are you sure of that, Susie? I'm sure of it, Mr. Gray. Then the fiddle was returned and the case was stolen. I'll hop in. Anybody got any answers? Well, maybe I'm asking the right questions, but none of the right people. We'll keep trying. He dropped Susie off at her apartment, swung around, and headed downtown again. The 74 East Lake a truck driver named Christopher Malone. Maybe I ought to take you home, Willie. I ain't no hurry. But your wife... That's why I ain't no hurry. All right, she's your wife. Don't rub it in. But I'm perfectly willing to share the truck driver with you. Hey, the guy's truck ain't up front. No. Doorbell. Yeah, alone. Maybe he's a hard sleeper. Yeah, maybe. Second open door tonight. Here's the light switch. I got it. You know, a guy could resent our barging in Not this one. According to the police, Christopher Malone lives at 74 East. They're wrong. He's dead there. 
Lieutenant came out with a couple of the boys from homicide. They all stood around and stared at the corpse of the late Mr. Malone. He paid no attention. Corpses rarely do. We had a head start. We'd seen him before they did, so we left earlier. Guys don't look good when they're shot full of bullets. It's never been recommended as a beauty aid. He was the truck driver who drove away with Susie's bull case, huh? Yeah. So what happened to his truck in the case? I don't know. Well, why would anyone swipe a bullfiddle case without the bullfiddle in it anyways? Maybe he didn't know the fiddle wasn't in the case. Well, he's sure going to be disappointed when he gets home and opens the case and reaches for the fiddle. Somehow, I don't think so. Don't ask me why, either. I won't. You wouldn't answer. Like, if you was to ask me what goes into Willie's Irish stew, would I answer? But, uh, this car ain't aimed at my house. Or yours. Neither of us live down on River Street. It's bad. Malone's garage is on River Street. Oh, kind of late for visiting the guy's place of business. Except he won't be transacting business there tonight. I hope. River Street pitched sharply to the Hudson below. A murky light picked out a worn sign swaying in a slight wind. The sign read, Christopher Malone, licensed trucking. The large garage doors were shut. A smaller door set in the panel of one of them was locked. You couldn't look inside. Ooh, it's been warmer in Alaska. You know, we've got to get in. You figured the truck's inside, huh? Yeah. When we was back at Malone's apartment, why don't you swipe his keys off of him? Because somebody else had already done so. That ain't comforting. Because whoever knocked off Malone is probably a murderer. Probably. He is a murderer. The question is... The question is... Someone coming down the street. Willie, this doorway, quick. Who is it? Too far away yet. Besides, it may be nobody connected with Malone or... What makes you think I'm going to be so lucky? For the coffee I serve alone, I deserve it. It's a drink. Yeah. Stopping up the garage. Big doors. Come on. Lights on inside. Truck's there. Back of it towards us. Brinker must be up front. Come on. We're getting into that truck. Trucks ain't very comfortable. Personally, I would rather lay down in a bed. One nice thing. No window between the cab and the rest of the truck back here. So Brinker won't spot us when he keeps going. But, uh, what happens when he stops? We'll worry about that later. You got something better to worry about now? Yeah. Tell me so I can worry about it too. Over to your left. Hmm? Oh, the bullfellow case. Still where it was when we spotted it. I should worry about the case? Only about what's inside of it. It was pretty clear, wasn't it? Sure, I didn't know who he might be, but that he'd be there. That was a certain mistake. Joker driving this truck is heading out of town. Come on. We'll try to get that case open. Uh, give me one good reason. Corpses aren't pretty. Remember what Malone looked like? I'm willing to forget. That's what murderers would like. 
Yeah, okay. We get the case open. Well, there's a snap lock on it. Hope we don't need a key. No. Ought to open easy now. Okay, you got it open and... Grab him, Willie. Okay, I got him. Yeah, but I don't want him. He's dead. Ease him down to the floor. I'll get the case down flat. Uh, he's down. Fine. Well, the wallet in his breast pocket. Papers in it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, what? His name's Gordon Bentley. Bentley? Hey, that's the guy who owns the club where well, says he works. Interesting. Come on, let's put him back in the case. Yeah, but he won't be able to breathe it. Forget I said anything. Okay, let's go. Now, sit tight. Fit. Well, it'll do. Think of the trouble we would have had if Susie played the piccolo. We wouldn't have been here if she had. The guy was shot, just like Malone? Yeah, which is interesting. I don't think it's any more interesting than if the guy had been strangled or even poisoned. You don't appreciate the finer points. Yeah, what are they? I'll let you know when I find out. Thanks. So do we jump off the truck now or five seconds from now? We stay on. Truck's hitting at least 50. We jump now, we could get killed. We stay on, we will get killed. I doubt it. Why? No one could ever get all three of us into that case. chance to jump for cover when it stops. Uh-oh. Sounds like we're surrounded. We stay. Sooner or later, somebody's going to spot us back here and then Maybe we'll... it'll be later. Shh. How are things, Brinker? They're fine, Mr. Walsh. We got a load ready for you to run in. Okay, Mr. Walsh. Why am I here? Everybody's leaving. Shh. This trip, I got something special for you, Mr. Walsh. Yeah? What? I'll tell you about it when we start loading the truck. We ain't popular. Everybody's gone away. We get out. Hey. The house is set back from the highway. It's a big place. Yeah, yeah, well, let's not wait. We have to. If, if I get out of this alive, I, I'll use meat and hamburgers. Don't say anything you'll be sorry for. Come on. What are we gonna do? Knock on the door and tell him we're working our way through college? This wouldn't work. They're still looking for me in the sixth grade. The side of the house, Willie. The servant's entrance? A window. Any place we can see what's going on inside. That one. This gets around, they'll be calling me Beepin' Willie. Lots of guys in there. Very social. Not to mention the cases of liquor all over the place. Looks like this would be a warehouse for Bentley's club. It's kind of inconvenient. Must be 50 miles out of town. Must be a reason why Bentley keeps his liquor out here. His doctor told him to stay away from liquor. Another one like that and I'll hand you your head. You can't. It's attached to him. Something can be done about that. Hmm. Nice contortions you're going through. Why? Trying to get a better look at the liquor cases. Imported stuff. Yeah. No customs stamp on them. Smuggle, huh? Yeah. Explains the location of this place. The truck. Mr. Walsh and friends. The smugglers, I guess, and also Brinker. The delivery boy, huh? The delivery boy. 
But it doesn't explain is why Brinker is bringing Walsh a full fiddle case complete with a recent corpse. The men inside showed signs of moving. Willie and I moved first, across the road from the truck, in a clump of trees. You said you had something special for me this trip, Brinker. Oh, I nearly forgot, Mr. Walsh. What I got for you is a bull fiddle in its case. You don't say. Bentley thinks I ought to study music, maybe? All I know is you're supposed to keep it here for a while. Okay. I'll have the boys unload it. But you know something? I'd be a lot happier if instead of a bull fiddle, Susie was in that case. They unloaded the bull fiddle case, loaded the liquor, and the truck went away. Willie and I stuck it out for a while and also went away. You know, Mr. Craig, feet are never going to replace the wheel. Maybe we'll get a hitch soon. We better. Also, we're in a hurry. Well, where do we go from here if we ever get transportation? Susie's apartment. Duty? Or you think it's a nice idea? Willie, Susie's always a nice idea. Oh, oh, more, Mr. Craig. Oh, Willie. May we come in? Oh, of course you may. I was asleep. I thought you might be, but uh, this is important. Something's happened? Susie, how do you and Bentley get along? Oh, we get along fine. He even wants me to marry him. Well, how do you feel about that? I haven't been able to make up my mind. But he's got so much money that... Anyway, I'm not sure I can trust him. A man who runs a nightclub. What kind of husband would he make? I never thought about it. So Gordon... That's Mr. Bentley. Said he was going to sell the club to prove he really loved me. Did he sell it? He was supposed to, this afternoon. For cash? Oh, sure. I don't think the man Gordon's selling the club to can write. Besides, they wouldn't want to have any records on account of income taxes, so... Well, that's one of the reasons I don't know if I should marry Gordon. That's Mr. Bentley. Have you seen Gordon? That's Mr. Bent. I mean, Bentley today? No. My bullfell was stolen, so I forgot all about him. And besides, I... We, uh, found the bull fiddle case, Susie. You're a darling. Where is it? That's not important. What is important is, uh, why was just the case stolen the second time? Gosh, oh no. Susie, suppose I murder someone. Why would you want to do such a terrible thing? Well, just suppose I do. I murder him in a nightclub. I've got to hide his body until I can dispose of it safely. Now, where can I hide it? Well, don't ask me after all. I... There's a girl who plays a bull fiddle in the club, which means there's a bull fiddle case around. The man I killed wasn't a big man, so I put him in. My bull fiddle case? Right. Well, it's a very nasty thing. To... But you didn't kill anyone. Somebody did. Put the corpse in your fiddle case. The corpse of who, Mr. Gray? Gordon Bentley. Oh. Yeah, we better sit down. Oh. Oh, that's terrible. I'll never be able to use that case again. Well, I suppose not. I'll never be able to marry Gordon. That's Mr. Bentley, either. You don't really care about that, do you? You mean because I never really loved him? I mean because you already have all his money. Hey, Mr. Craig, you're saying she... That's what I'm saying. She killed Bentley. Oh, for the cash she sold the club for. Oh, she's such a small girl. She had help. That is Brinker's help. Stop flapping your lips. You don't know a thing. You, Brinker, and Susie killed Bentley. Lifted the cash, hit Bentley in the fiddle case. 
You arrange for the late Mr. Malone to pick it up and deliver it to Walsh out in the country. You get around, Craig. Thanks. But I spotted that case in the truck, so while I took Susie home, you killed Malone. Closing that road, you thought. He went around thinking such nasty thoughts about me, and I said he was cute. Shut up, Susie. Plan was simple. You delivered the case with Bentley inside and asked Walsh to keep it. Susie went out and planted the stolen bull fiddle story with Willie, and as it happened, with me. Why? Tomorrow morning, Susie would yell to the cops. Bentley is missing. I'd remember the bull fiddle. Brinker would remember Walsh and the country hideout. The cops would grab Walsh, the case, find the corpse in it, and Walsh would cry. Thanks, Willie. I got a surprise for you. It's still gonna be that way. Because after you two jokers go away, you dead someplace. A program goes on like schedule. Oh. Go answer that. You don't care who it is. Sure you care. Because before coming here, I phoned your friend Walsh. And I told him to look inside that fiddle case. Right around, boys. We're off the pop gun, Brinker. No. Okay. You should have dropped it, Brinker. Your arm would feel a lot better. But cheer up. Maybe it'll be healed before they execute you. That wasn't a nice thing to say. But then murderers aren't nice people. I phoned the police, and by the time they arrived, Walsh had discreetly gone for a long walk. The cops would get him anyway. However, they took over Brinker and Susan. I uh, hate to ask, but uh, something must have tipped you off. Susie did. I didn't hear. Sure you did. It was a phony story, Willie. We were supposed to think someone had put Bentley in that fiddle case in the afternoon. Somebody did. Sure. But if they did, the bull fiddle would have been out in the open. It had to be. Yeah, Susie would have noticed that. Would have wondered who took it out. She would have checked. And if she'd been telling the truth, she would have said the case was stolen, not the fiddle. But the truth wasn't what Susie was dealing in. It was murder. Uh-huh. Well, thanks for taking me home. And, uh, after all this time, when I walk into that house where my wife is no doubt waiting up for me, and her eyes light on me, it won't be joy, Mr. Craig. Well, what will it be? Murder. Welcome back. Well, this is another case where somebody put a detective on the trail, but were actually guilty. Um, uh, this was, uh, in some ways, more believable, um, I think, mainly, uh, because she didn't know she was talking to a detective, and that she was putting a detective onto the case. Uh, but then again, the voice, I don't know, I'm still having trouble buying that, uh, she actually conspired, uh, for the murder, but Barry Craig said he did, and, well, Barry is... Uh, you is right uh, when he gets down to the point of the denouement. Uh, program was edited. Uh, this was not done on our part. This was just something that was uh, came in the recording. So, well, we did have three lost episodes between last week's show and this one. Um, uh, those were Sweet Goddess of Murder, The Wife Who Was a Gift, and The Fatal Punch. Uh, and this actually is the last of the 1954 shows. Uh, next week we'll be starting on the programs from 1955. When we do turn to listener comments and feedback, 
Uh, Mo Johns writes, uh, this is terrific podcast, uh, terrific podcast. I love vintage radio and enjoy Adam's insight. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you listening. Um, and that'll actually do it for today. We will be back next week with another episode of Barry Craig. And uh, tomorrow, join us for an- another episode of Poirot from Boise, Idaho. I want to let you know, email me, box13 at greatdetectors.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectors. Be sure to rate the show on iTunes. We've got 135 ratings, so appreciate your support. But uh, for now, I am signing off. <laughs>